Welcome to Nairobi Chapel Embakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. This month we've been going through a summer series called Faithfulness. Faithfulness. And as we saw that, that's God's call to us as believers for us to be fruitful. Fruitful or Fruitful. Fruitfulness. He wants each and every one of us to be fruitful. And when we are fruitful, then it gives glory to him. And we see in the book, uh, from the book we've been reading, John chapter 15, verse 1 to 17. But uh, let's read from verse 9 to 17. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be new and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. If you are my friends, uh, you are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for, ev for everything that I learned from my father I have made known to you. You, do not, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last and so that whatever you ask in my name the Father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. So out of this, we, we've just been looking at what does it mean to be fruitful. And in the first week, we saw that for us to be fruitful in the Lord, one of the areas we just need to abide in God because on our own, we cannot do it. The second week, we saw that God prunes us, and in his pruning, he doesn't prune any branch, but he prunes the branch that bears fruit for it to be more fruitful. And we saw it's a painful but a beneficial exercise. And then last week, we saw that for us to be fruitful, one of the areas is for us to be obedient in God's word. And today, we just want to complete this sermon series by looking at what I've titled it, The Father's Love. What does it mean? Because we find that as we do all that, as we abide, as we obey, as, as we remain in him as he prunes us, all this is done under the cover of God's love, under the cover of the Father's love. And before I start, uh, I rebuke with a smile, <laughs> but but just know this that God tells us to speak in love. So as I, I rebuke his smile, I'm just speaking in love, and also as a smile, it's because whatever I am, I'm speaking is what applies to me. It's not that in this together. So whatever I'm speaking. It's what God is teaching me during this season. 
So mara nyingine na nasema kitu alafu najikumbusha dude that's you that's you. Cheza <laughs> chini. So I smile knowing that I'm also in this together. So the don't kill the messenger. Mimi ni mouth beast. Natujetelele to the Lord but just that that was just on a light note. Yeah, yeah. So one thing I've, uh, as I've been reading the Bible, one thing I notice that is when God gives us instruction, He doesn't leave us there. He doesn't, it doesn't just end there. And I compare to abide in me, be obedient, and It goes an extra, an extra space. And you find that one thing He does, one, when He gives you those instructions, he calls up the strength in you. What he is doing, he's calling up the strength in you. And when he calls up the strength in you, next, he gives you an assurance. Because you find that when he calls up the, the strength in you, most times you don't use a who, me, how, where, how. Because you don't know that you have that strength in you and this we can see let me just expound it as we look in the book of judges in the book of judges chapter 6 the story of Gideon God came to Gideon and he told and told Gideon this the Lord turned to him and said go in the strength you have and save Israel out of the Midian's hand Am I not sending you? Go in the strength you have in you. And you, as you know, Gideon came up with all lists of things. Hey God, but God didn't listen to him. And then he moved it to the to the next to the next uh, step after 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 telling him that. And God answered him, I will be with you. And you will strike all the medians, leaving none to you. And that's what we say. When God tells you, be obedient to me, abide in me, persevere when I, I prune you, he doesn't just leave us there for us to find our way how we can be able to do this. But what he does, he goes an extra mile and says that, I'll be with you, I'll be with you. I'll cover you all through this. So, unlike some of us, when you're given instruction, it's for you to find out how to go about it. God says that he will be with you. And today we just want to see how he's been with us by looking at the Father's love. Because it says, just as the Father has loved you, so have I loved you. So, knowing that it might not be easy for us to abide, knowing that it might not be easy us to obedient, knowing it won't be easy for us to persevere when he's pruning us. He's assuring us that no matter all that, I'll be with you. No matter all that, my love will be with you. And one thing as I was doing this, it says that there's a difference between calling up and calling out. God calls up, calls up our strength in us. He doesn't call out. The difference is when you call up, 
you focus on the positives of someone. When you call out, you are looking at the weaknesses of someone. So even when your son or daughter has done something, you are not to call out their behavior, but you are supposed to call out. And I think Mezakushinda so what you need me. So in the group of schools I attended, <laughs> calling up, when you call up, the first thing, uh, an example of some, when you call up someone, you tell them that you've been an obedient boy. So what happened in this situation? That's calling up. You see now we, we focused on the obedience. You have been obedient. What has happened in this situation? But when you call out, you just go all out and say, you are disobedient. You know, so it's, you've already put him at a place that they are disobedient. But when you call out, it's just to say, all through you've been obedient. How did this come? And that's what God does each and every time he gives us an instruction. He calls up because he believes he's given you each and everything you need in you. And sometimes we don't know the strength we have in us until he calls it up to us. So in this, I feel that the last three weeks, God has just been calling up the strength in us, telling, telling us to give, he's giving us the instructions, obey, abide, and all, and you might be feeling that, hey, in the tricks, God, you know where I work. Yeah. But now he's telling you that as you do this, you're doing it under the Father's love. Under the Father's love. And the question was, so how is this Father's love? What does it mean to be under the Father's love? And the first thing that came to my mind when I looked, started thinking about what does the Father's love mean to me? I draw this, I draw this from the book of Jeremiah. Chapter 31, verse 3. And it says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. And I just want to ask us as you, just taking that word, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I've drawn you with loving kindness. In your own words, what do you think that means when God says he's loved us with an, an everlasting love? If it's you, how would you explain this an everlasting love? How will it be to you? What is your understanding of what an everlasting love is? Anyone can go, guys. An everlasting love is loved as with an everlasting love. In your own terms, what can you think everlasting love can be? Outlasting, yeah. Eh? Doesn't come to an end. 
eh? without boundaries unconditional and indeed that's what an everlasting love is it's a he said, I'll just pick your chapter. Yeah. So, as you've heard, that's, that's their everlasting love. And it's interesting, these words are spoken by the prophet Elijah, not at a time when Israel was at a high prospering. It was a time when the Israelites were in Babylon in captivity. And God was now telling them, despite you being in captivity, I've loved you with an, an everlasting love. And as we've seen, the everlasting love, it is unchanging and, continue, and continues to love even when the object of love is in this case, you and me behaves in a manner that is unlovable. It is enduring nature of the Father's love. So this is a love when you continue loving, it never ends, it never changes, despite, despite how the person who is being loved reacts. Even if you become unlovable, God continues to love you. Nikama love yake change, iko tu hapo. Unipenda usiponipenda mimi bado nitakupenda hivyo hivyo. Yeah, so that's the unloving yeah, everlasting love of the Father. It never changes. It continues. It never runs empty, never runs dry. Iko tu inaendelea. And this is the love that he has been sharing with us since creation to death. It has never changed because he says that I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. So it's the love that has been continuing all through and he has been giving to us all this. And we find that in Lamentation 3, 22-23, because of of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassion never fails. They are new every morning. Great is their faithfulness. And in other versions, like in the other versions, it says, the steadfast love of the Lord never fails. The steadfast love, it's a firm love, it never fails. Steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is So each and every morning to Napoleonia of God's love. Each and every morning, this is the love of God. He gives us a new, a new dose for the day. It never fails, never ceases. And I believe that's the love of God. It's applying as as we as we are the branches, his, his love is just coming through all to us. His everlasting love is unconditional and infinite. It never runs empty, never runs die. It's always flowing in all situations. 
no matter where you are in your journey, no matter the struggles, he still, he still loves us. And we are told that this is the God of love, that the gardener, the vine, and the branches are bound up together. That cannot be broken. It's out of this love that it connects the gardener, who is the father, the vine, and us as the branches. It's the, it's the father's love that binds us together, and it's never broken. Nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing whatsoever, because he binds us with an, an everlasting life. And the question is, what happens then when we behave in an unlovable manner? What happens when we don't abide to him? What happens when he prunes us and he decides, it's been real, let me bounce off? What happens when we don't obey his word? When we stray out of his presence, what happens to this everlasting love? And he tells us in Nehemiah 9.17, But you are, for, you are a forgiving God, gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. Even when we run away from God's presence, his love continues to, to surround us. Because he says it's unconditional. It doesn't depend on whether you are lovable or unlovable. He continues supplying his love. And most times we make him look like a scorned lover. As we reject him and do what we want. But it is out of his everlasting love for us that he draws us back to him. This is the work the Father has been doing since, the, since creation. No matter how we run away from him. No matter how we decide that we are not going to obey his word. He still continues to love us with an everlasting love. And I believe that this is a love that no human being can, ever, can be able to, to give us. No human being can be able to give us. And it's so, it's so real. When you read the book of Hosea, you get to feel the, the weight of God's everlasting love because of the the experience Hosea went through. And I believe any man right now, when he's told to go through that experience and assemble in God, but that's how God loves us. You go out, roam everywhere, but his love is still the same. It never changes. It never changes. And we find that when, even since since creation, when Adam and Eve left his presence, went and hid themselves, God still went out for them, to look for them, and asked, like, where are you, Adam? And that's what God is doing to us in the everlasting love. Even as we go away from his presence, he's still, he's still with us, looking, looking for us. And we find that also when the Israelites strayed away from his presence, he sent his prophets to ask them to turn back to his, from their sinful ways and return to him. Even later sent them to, to exile. 
in Babylon. But we find that even in Babylon, he went there and brought, brought them back to his presence because that's what he's been doing. He wants just to restore our relationship to him. That's his everlasting love. He just wants us to have that relationship with him. No matter what, where, wherever you go, he still loves you with an everlasting love. And he wants just to build that relationship with you for him to, for you to know him more and more. And this is what he said to the Israelites when he had sent them away into Babylon from the book of Ezekiel, chapter 11, verse 17 to 20. Therefore say, this is what the sovereign Lord says, I will gather you from the nations and bring you back from the countries where I have scattered you. And I will give you back the land of Israel again. They will return to it and remove all its vile images and detestable idols. I will give them an undivided heart and put a new heart in them. I will remove them from the I will remove from them their heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh. Then they will follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. They will be my people and I will be their God. This was God's message to the Israelites when they had when they had gone to Babylon. When you are in captivity in Babylon, we say that even when you are in Babylon, my everlasting love is still in you. And I'm going to draw you from all where I've scattered you and bring you back to, the, to this land. And you'll be my people and I'll be your God. His everlasting love has been drawing us back to him each and every time, restoring our broken relationship. That's what the everlasting love of the Lord does. It just draws us from where we are, brings us back to his presence, and he mends the broken relationship with us. That's what he's been doing. In Jeremiah 31, verse 33, this is the covenant that I will make with my people Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I'll be their God, and they'll be my people. His everlasting love is personal. His everlasting love is personal. He wants us to have a personal relationship with him. It's not communion. He just wants to have a one-on-one -on -one relationship with you in his everlasting love. As God is deeply vested in the creation, the whole universe because it sees he's also concerned with the well-being of his people the entire universe matters to him and so is each and everyone's single life he wants a personal relationship with you and me so that you can enjoy his everlasting love and we find that also when mankind sinned you and me sinned he sent us his one and only son to come die for us and to restore us back to his presence. And it is said that he sent Christ to be our kinsman redeemer. He sent him to be our kinsman redeemer. In other 
in other versions of the Bible it says he sends Christ to be our guardian and redeemer and you might be wondering what's all this kings, kingsman redeemer and I draw you back to the book of Ruth in the book of Ruth the relationship that Ruth and Boaz had Boaz was a kinsman redeemer to him and we see that Christ came so that he can be our kinsman redeemer and it says a kinsman redeemer in Hebrew he said he's one uh, where have I I've lost here. A kinsman redeemer is a close relative who is charged with the duty of restoring the person's rights and avenging wrong done to him or her. So that's what a kinsman redeemer one is a is a relative, a close relative, and sometimes we're told it's a blood relative who is charged with the responsibility and duty to restoring the other person rights and avenging wrongs done to him or her. And this we see with the story of Ruth and Boaz. Ruth did not do anything to earn Boaz, but his blood, but by his blood he was her kinsman redeemer. Just as Boaz had to be related to Ruth by blood to be to redeem her, Jesus became a man so that he can be blood connected to you and me for him to redeem to redeem us because a kinsman redeemer one one of the elements you have to have a blood relationship and how did that God do that sent him son to be of human nature so that we can be blood connected to him and for him to redeem, to redeem us that's how the blood the everlasting love of the father does to just sacrifice your own for you and I and as Christ redeems us. He wants to pay our debts. He wants and still longs to redeem you from your loneliness, depression, shame, condemnation, which has arisen from your past. He wants to defend, provide, heal, and deliver you. And that was what Christ did when he came to us, just to redeem us from all our pasts. And we are told, when you come to Christ, we are a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. And that's what Christ wants. He knows your past. He knows all that you've done. But he wants just to redeem you and bring you back to his presence again. And in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18, he says, Come now, let us settle the matter, says the Lord. Though your sins are scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be wool. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good things of the Lord. But if you resist and rebel, you will be devoured by the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. His everlasting love provides for us and redeems us in all our circumstances. Just as the, in the story of the prodigal son, the father is waiting for us with his hands wide open to welcome us back to his presence. That's the love he has for us. He's just opening his arms for us just to renounce our sins like the prodigal son 
and come back to his presence. And when he get, and we come when he come back to his presence, like just the father of the prodigal son, so he got up and went to the father. But while he was still away, a long, a long way, way off, his father saw him and was filled in compassion for him. He ran to the son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. You can imagine what, how the, your son decides to ask for his wealth, go, enjoy, and when things turn sour, he comes back, and here you are seeing your son, and running towards him, embracing him, and kissing him. That's what the everlasting love of the Father does. It's not based on our conditions. Despite our condition, he still loves us. And we can see that even the son, he knew his fault and was telling his dad, I'd rather, I'd rather be your, your servant. But the dad says, but the father said to, the, to his servant, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. And that's what the Lord is asking of us today. Just to turn to him go back to him for him to show us with his everlasting love because it's just there it, it never changes it's always there it's unconditional it's not based on what you do what you say what you think the lord loves you just the way you are the question is we will will we let him be that loving father i know most of us see God on the eyes of our earthly father. But as, as you've seen, he loves us with an everlasting love, which no father is able to do that. No father is able to love us with an, an everlasting father, love. So are we able just to look at him for him to give us the everlasting love? For he says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with an love unfailing kindness. God bless you. Join us every Sunday from 11 a.m. at Trubani House off Airport North Road. Have a blessed week.